0: Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. And now, here's your host, licensed psychotherapist, Rhoda Mills-Summer. Hi, this is Rhoda, and I am doing my first interview at a request from a reviewer and it's on personal responsibility in relationships. My guest today is Marsha Turbiner, who is a psychologist. She has been in practice for 34 years and in the field for 47 years. She draws from a lot of different influences because she loves to learn, does call herself a gestalt psychologist. Today, she'd like to talk about one of the biggest problems in relationships. And I'm thrilled because I love the way she is going to describe it to you.
1: I am so excited to be here with you, Rhoda, because this is a subject near and dear to my heart. I was single in the world for 14 years after a marriage um, and two children And I really worked hard for myself and also for my clients to really understand what can really help people have better relationships. And the biggest thing that I think is helpful is really understanding the difference between me and not me and taking responsibility for yourself because... As I'll explain it to you, you'll understand it better. So what I would like my audience to do is to imagine that they are getting a piece of paper and with their non-dominant hand, they're putting it on the paper, and with their dominant hand, they are tracing around their hand. And as they're tracing around their hand, They're not doing the Thanksgiving turkey, no. (laughs) They're doing their contact boundary. So in your mind's eye, everyone, trace around your hand, trace around it, and when you lift your hand, the space inside your hand is you. So write me inside your outline. And the space outside of that outline is not you so write not me around it then take your pen or pencil excuse me your paper and make the outline darker and as you're doing it what you can remember is that all of this area is covered by skin and skin is an amazing organ It is semi-permeable. It lets things in, like medicine and moisture, and it keeps things out, like dirt and grime. And so, you have that ability from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, because that is all covered by skin. And with awareness you can close your boundary down so that you keep out all that is toxic and you can open it up and let in all that is good for you. And some people get this confused. They let in everything that is toxic for them and they keep out all that is good and healthy for them.
0: Absolutely true. There's no question about it, that people really do confuse their boundaries. And that's a wonderful way to think about it.
1: Thank you. So really, awareness is what is important. And what I like about this exercise is that if you take time to really do it on a piece of paper, you can put it in your underwear drawer or put it on your refrigerator. And whenever you need to and whenever you want to, you can remember that there is a difference between the me and the not me. And the good news is that everything in that side of that line is you and you have control over it. And everything outside of that line is not you. And you do not have any control over it. You have influence, but only if it's given to you by the other person or you take some action to work with your environment to change it for yourself. But you have to do that. So really knowing what is you and what is not you is very important. And I say to people, there's a really down, dirty way to know this. And it's this, whoever's mouth is moving, that's who it belongs to. So if your mouth is moving, even though you are telling somebody all about them, it's really about you. And if their mouth is moving and they're telling you everything about you, it's really about them Because what happens is, and maybe you can think about this from your own experience, you're in an interaction with somebody, and they have a tone of voice. And before you know it, you are furious, and you are reacting to it. And when you want to say, this is all about them, this is their tone of voice, they did this to me, It is actually about you. So if you own it back and you think to yourself, what am I feeling right now? And identify the feeling. And let's say what you're feeling is small and insignificant. Then feel that feeling and time travel. Back to the littlest you you can find, feeling this feeling, and that's where the roots of your response have come from—the
0: roots that keep you small, so that you can't always distinguish what's toxic or not toxic. And when you so you go back in time to understand that connection. So that you can change it.
1: Exactly. So they used to talk about it, and maybe this is a term people have heard about before, is child within work. That we go back to heal our child within. And they used to have bumper stickers like it's never too late to have a happy childhood. And that's what they're talking about. Self-responsibility. We can repair the wounds and the unfinished business of our childhood
0: instead of ins- expecting our partners to make up for what we didn't get in childhood That's, right? Yes, yes Right. yeah yeah
1: and this is very easy to sit here and say yes but in real life this takes real work and real awareness and consciousness so It's not an easy thing to do, and it's an ongoing process. And as part of the self-responsibility, then one needs to learn how to take good care of oneself and be self-nurturing. Relationship and a good relationship with yourself, how can you be really present to have a relationship with somebody else? You need a solid sense of yourself. And the way we develop a solid sense is by having people and positive ex- people be positive towards us and having positive experiences. So when we're trying to teach a kid something, we want to focus on what they do well, not on what they do poorly. Because when they feel they have strength, then they can risk and try new things experiment right yes right so we need to start with ourselves because we are already formed and one of the things i say to people is think of yourself as a treasure chest and you've just found it and you open the treasure chest and there's lots of things in it and one of the things you pick out and you go wow i'm so excited i'm so happy to have this And then the next thing you pick out is like, what is this, you know? I don't know. I'm going to put it aside here and think about it later. And another thing that you take out is, ugh, yuck, I want to get rid of this right away. Because we already exist. And it's about developing a nurturing, caring relationship with ourselves that helps ground us, that helps keep us solid. So... One of the exercises I like to use is to suggest to people that when you wake up in the morning and to do it every morning until this is a part of you, look in the mirror and see that person in the mirror as someone separate from yourself. And say to that person, one of these days you are going to know that I am your best friend. And that you treat that person as you would your best friend. So, if they blew it, you would say to them, you know, sometimes we blow it. We can't always get things right. And I'm here for you. And I'm going to help you do it better the next time. So that we learn how to recognize, set, and accept limits for ourselves so that we don't have unrelenting standards.
0: About Cora in Downton Abbey, um, i exercise in the morning and I've been watching it and uh she had a man approach her uh that wasn't her husband in her bedroom and he talked about how nobody paid attention to her and how invisible she was and what I was thinking to myself was she has a part in it she allows it to happen she lets people dismiss her and she's such a lovely person uh on the show and I think if she had taken some personal responsibility and looked back at her childhood and how she let herself be dismissed and did some looking in the mirror to see what a lovely, great, woman she is she would be able to take up more space and have not be so invisible to the people around her so that's what it made me think of when when you were talking about this because I think she's such a great character but it's like she doesn't know it Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. right and and how does that happen I would say for someone is by the fact that they haven't had good um people to take care of them to share their positive qualities with them to notice them and give them that kind of feedback and so finding those experiences by going out into the world and meeting new people and putting yourself in environments that are good for you because if you are not in a good environment And you are not good at closing down your boundaries that's going to go right into you because we are semi-permeable we can't keep things out unless we are aware so we need that awareness and the good news is that we we live life long enough we get those experiences generally they come out of the blue somebody is kind to you somebody's sees some characteristic in you that you didn't see before, and you start thinking about it. you get into a group and all of a sudden they appreciate the abilities that you have when no one ever has really done that before so getting out and getting yourself into environments that are healthy for you and you know self care and i'm talking about self nurturing um, and And setting and accepting limits to yourself for a minute is to say um, people don't recognize when they have an inner voice that is telling themselves they are not worth it. They are not good. They're not as smart. They're not up to snuff. That they're being a perfectionist. That they're setting standards that they cannot meet. We are human beings and we are not gods we we are going to make mistakes in eastern culture they build mistakes
0: into their carpets so that the persian carpets right my grandson uh informed his father that it's good to make mistakes graham rhoda says so (laughs) i was so proud because i i'm like i i can tell he's got a little anxiety I don't want him to take it to a perfectionistic self-torture place because that's not going to be good for his soul right so really being there for yourself and you mentioned you started today
1: exercising right yeah and part of that nurturing and taking care of yourself is to get enough sleep eat healthily exercise to take that kind of loving care that you would of A child who was put into your care.
0: That's right. That's right. Wonderful. It it really helps people to think about themselves more as an individual before what you have to do to make a relationship work is have a relationship with yourself. Right, right. So tell me more about what happens after you build a relationship with yourself.
1: You have to let go of expectations of other people. So we come into a relationship with all the values and beliefs that we have learned in our own homes, as well as the prejudices and expectations. And what's important is when we're coming together with another is to recognize that they come with their own set and our set is just as important as their set and their set is just as important as our set and again this is not easy because, <laughs> no right because we all know you know that you either boil corn with the lid on <laughs> or with the lid off or you run the water when you're brushing your teeth or no you shut off the water once you wet your toothbrush And these are the little things that really are difficult in a relationship. And really owning your own stuff, knowing that this is how you think, this is how you feel, these are your expectations, and owning them as yours, as well as recognizing that the other has the right to theirs. And That moves me into, well, how do you do that? And you do it by learning how to communicate.
0: So the communication thing, I love it because everybody comes in talking about having communication problems. And you're connecting communication problems up to self-responsibility. Absolutely. Because
1: the... Importance here is knowing, again, that I am responsible 100% for what's going on for me and that I have the ability with my words to share that with others, my partner, my children, my parents, my friends, through words. And people think words, meaning is in words but meaning is not in words meaning is in people's minds
0: that's so,
1: right so yeah so we think we know what the other person is talking about when there's so many areas that are unknown unless we understand how to communicate and communicating is like a ball game one person pitches the ball And the other catches the ball. And the ball has to be caught before the catcher can throw it back to the pitcher. And when you're playing ball, when somebody throws it high, you have to go high for it. And if they play it low, throw it low, they have to go low for it. So you have to catch what the other is sending. And the way to do that is by active listening. So we need a speaker and we need an active listener. And a speaker shares what they are thinking and feeling and what they would like to have happen. And an active
0: listener catches that ball keeping themselves out of it yeah but that's really hard because everybody's sitting there thinking about what it is that they want to say because they're right they're not really listening to what the other person is saying right yes right right.
1: and we do we like as people to be right yes we we do do. (laughs) we do yes and so this is why learning like we learn mathematics and we learn our times tables that learning how to do this and it's not easy and people say when i talk about it oh they're going to think i'm a parrot because the listener is to repeat back to the speaker what they heard them saying and identify the Feeling that you imagine the speaker has, and if they have this content, content, and this feeling, what is the most likely thing that they're experiencing? Okay, so um, if your partner or someone says you made me angry, right? Mm-hmm. To actively listen to that. Would be to say, you feel upset that um, I did something, right, and you are angry about it. So, the inference there, if somebody is angry because they think I did something, that they're most likely not wanting to have much to do with me right now. Right. Okay, but I'm putting that out as a supposition. Right. I don't know that for sure. You're asking. Right. You're not telling. Right. Yes. And then they get to say whether, yes, and they tell you more about it. And you continue active listening until, you know, either you've had enough of it, you're filled up, and so you say, okay, now I would like to talk. And you switch roles. So the speaker is to share what they think with an I statement. If you go with a you statement, you're to describe. So I'm angry when you kept me waiting at the bus stop for an hour and I don't want to talk to you. Okay? So you've shared... From an I statement, and you've described what made you angry, and you said the consequence of that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, speaker roles and receiver, listener roles are really important. And this helps you get to understand what's going on for your partner and they get to understand what's going on for you.
0: One of the things I try to talk to people about is to be more curious because a lot of people think they already know. Oh, you're mad at me, so you're not going to want to speak to me for two weeks. But they decide they know that without asking. And the asking is about respect and respect is really important in communication. And I think a lot of people make assumptions, they shortcut, they cut people off with what they're saying. So what you're saying is really attending to the other person and what's what their issues are instead of being in your own world about being right or whatever.
1: Exactly. You know, um, when kids are really little and they're just learning to talk, how we just hang on every word you know we're so excited about it you know and it's to bring that curious attitude to the relationships now Yes, and yeah and also people feel like we'll never work it out there's no point in this or they throw their hands in the air and so it's really helpful to be able to ground yourself When you're in a conflict. And so when I I mean that quite literally. So if you're starting a um, communication, you get yourself, if you're sitting in a chair, you get your feet on the ground, you feel the floor. So this isn't just any floor. This is the floor under your feet. And if you're sitting in a chair, you can do that too. But you can also ground yourself in your bum. And in the arms of the chair. And make sure the chair is supporting
0: you. Right. Yes, and feeling that.
1: Right, so that you have support and breathe. Because when we get anxious or uncomfortable in a relationship, we hold our breath or any situation. And so breathing is really important. So you breathe in through your nose, like to the count of three, and you breathe out through your mouth to the count of six, and that will relax you because relaxation is on the exhale, physical body relaxation. You can't be relaxed and anxious at the same time. And in communication, it helps when you start also then to ground yourself, but also what people do is they plug into each other's stomachs, okay? Yeah. So it's like... Boom, I plug into your stomach. So all the feelings you're having come rushing into me and all the feelings I'm having come rushing into you. So the second thing you do after you ground yourself is unplug (laughs) so that you've cut that off.
0: Yes, yes, that's great. That would also help parents with adolescence. (laughs) You said it, you said it. So when all is said and done... What would you say is really important about relationships? So,
1: again, I'm going to go back to my main topic, which is self-responsibility. Owning what is yours. Showing up with love. And what is the meaning of love? Love is not a noun. Love is a verb. Love Love is action. Love is ongoing. We have heard the expression, actions speak louder than words. And where love is concerned, that is really true. Because saying, I love you, is something that people say all of the time. And yet, people don't go around feeling all that beloved. So why is that? And that is because taking the time out to listen to what's important to the other, to show up at important events, to do little things that really let the other know that they are important and seen and heard and understood by you, putting little notes into Lunch boxes and jacket pockets to let somebody know you're thinking about them. Maybe I'm terrible at sending cards, mm-hmm. um, so I do like text messages today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, making a call, sending a card, taking action, being there, recognizing that love is not a thing so to me the notion of somebody saying i fell out of love That's
0: with great. him yeah. or her yeah. is
1: like what are you talking about mm-hmm. because um it's not just a feeling we we adopt animals dogs cats and in the caring for them just as with our children it's how love grows it's in the actions and the taking care of and wiping up after and you know um so i want to just leave you with that notion of taking action being loving modeling it because people learn best by what they see So go out there and have the best relationships you can have.
0: I'm so grateful to you for being here as my first victim of interviewing. (laughs) And... I love how your analogies and the way you put things, the drawing the hand turkey to understand yourself and the way you use analogies like animals and caring and action with love. And and so you really have a lovely way of communicating that I appreciate, that I hope our audience benefits from. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it, Marsha.
1: Well, you're welcome. It's been a joy. I love your laugh.
0: It made it so easy. I didn't feel like a victim at all. (laughs) Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.